Are you interested in learning more about how to start your Salesforce career? Be sure to register for our next live webinar showing you exactly how the Salesforce Career Development Program works, our latest statistics, and up-to-date information about what's going on in the Salesforce ecosystem. To register now, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash live. That's talentstacker.com forward slash L-I-V-E. We look forward to seeing you on the next live webinar. If I know you're a Salesforce person, chances are I'm going to be like, hey, nice shirt. Want me to ruin your vacation for you real quick? Hi, I'm Anita Smith. I'm Bradley Rice. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Salesforce, Salesforce for Everyone podcast. Welcome back to Series 2. Thanks to all your support, we are among the top free Salesforce podcasts out there. Please keep helping us grow by sharing our show with one other person, because that makes up for Anita not listening to any of the episodes. I do not like the sound of my voice. As most people, it, like your own voice sounds super weird, so I cannot re-listen to the episodes. Also, Bradley talks about how the fear of missing out affects everyone, no matter how experienced they are. Yeah, the FOMO is real. Like, should I? Should I take this? And then after about half an hour, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Salesforce for Everyone podcast. This episode is the first episode in series two of the show. So we are excited to be back after two months that we took off from the show. So two months ago, we wrapped up series one and we really enjoyed that. So for all of our new listeners, make sure you go back to series one. We're going to talk about that some today and why you need to make sure you listen to those first 15 episodes. And then we're going to talk some about what Series 2 is all about and why you need to make sure that you tune in because we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to cover a lot of really awesome topics. And per the usual, I have Anita Smith with me to cover all of this information. So after two months hiatus, how is it going, Anita? Going pretty well. I, uh, I've been working my normal day job, but I've also gotten two new certs. So during the summer, Salesforce dropped a brand new cert. It's called the Salesforce Business Analyst Certification. And I went ahead and got it the first day it was dropped. And then recently, I got my PSM2, which is a Professional Scrum Master 2 certification. I've been working as a Scrum Master for the past couple months on this new project. So I, I've been really digging into that aspect of the role. That's awesome. Well, you've been really busy. Did you say you got the cert the day it dropped? Like, how do you prepare for a cert that's not even released yet? Well, so they've been working. There's been rumors the past year going on that they've been working on it. They actually released a trail mix to study for it a few months prior to the release. So I, I was going through that. And also, I've been working as a Salesforce business analyst for most of my career, which is <laughs> not that long. <laughs> do you know what your number is? Like, are you top 10, top 20? like of the first certified Salesforce business analysts in the world? Oh, I don't know. I don't I don't know how I would find that out. I would imagine based on the LinkedIn posts I were I was seeing probably top 50. There were a lot. Like I wasn't planning on taking it that first day, but <laughs> I kept seeing everyone's posts like they got it, they got it, they got it. And like my FOMO, fear of missing out is really bad. So I was just like, ah. I'm just going to take it and then was able to pass it. Yeah, the FOMO is real, like to the point where I actually did some of the BA trails just to see what it was all about. And I was like, should I, should I take this? And then after about half an hour, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I, I'm not a business <laughs> analyst. I don't need the certification right now, but I'm glad you got it. That's awesome. So you've definitely kept yourself busy with obviously your full-time job and 
helping us out a talent stacker with a lot of incredible stuff and then challenging yourself with things outside of work. So that's pretty awesome. We actually moved. So now we are north of Houston. So we we are now Texas residents. It's official because I went through the process of like getting a driver's license and registering cars and that's never fun, but we got it done. So it's official now. Is it official, official? Do you have any Texas-shaped items in your home? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, you know, we have our talent stacker, Texas Dream and Hats and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So that might be all that I have, but at least I have something. So maybe I'm not official yet. It's official when you have like a Texas-shaped cheese board or something okay. like that, or you got the flag up or... <laughs> I've got some work <laughs> to do. You have to be a super loud, proud Texan to be considered Texan. All right. I'm working on it. I'll, I'll probably, maybe I'll be there by the, by our next episode. We'll see. I got to go talk to, talk to my wife and make sure we truly become Texans. All right. Well, I mean, if you're ready, I guess we can dive in on, on what we're actually going to talk about in this episode some. And so first and foremost, for all of our new listeners, thanks for joining us. And for all of our existing listeners, what an incredible series one. Like we released 15 episodes over the course of about four months and we received over 120 five-star ratings on Apple Podcast alone. And now our show is going back and forth, sort of neck and neck as the number one Salesforce podcast in the world with only 15 episodes. Like that is so crazy considering that, you know, there are podcasts that are owned by Salesforce, a $200 billion company with over 100 episodes. They've been around for, you know, two plus years and because of this community and because of the support of all of our listeners, and I think just the just the energy of this community that we've been able to achieve that. So thanks to everyone who has been listening and tuning in and writing those reviews because it really does make a difference. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, seriously. Thank you, guys. We would be nothing without you. Really appreciate all the support that's been pouring in. Truly, we would have like two listens every week. It would just be me and Anita <laughs> seeing how it sounded. I don't know. Anita might not even listen. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna do you say, listen to our show, Anita? I do not like <laughs> the sound of my voice. It, as most people, it, like your own voice sounds super weird. So I cannot <laughs> re-listen to the episodes. So without your support, we would officially have one listen <laughs> as I listen to it just to see how it goes. Yeah. So thank you, everyone. And the the cool thing is that we have been able to I think build these episodes and the topics that we're going to talk about based on a lot of those reviews that we've gotten. And typically people will post on Facebook or LinkedIn about what they heard and what they wish we would talk about. And then they'll write reviews on whatever podcast player they're listening on. And that's been an awesome way for us to drive content and make sure that we're talking about the things you all want to hear. And we'll talk a little bit about series two, actually a lot about it. And so I think you're going to hear a lot of topics that all of you asked for. So right now, let's take a second to talk about series one, which is in the past. But if you haven't listened, you need to go back and listen to those because they are critical to understanding how to land a Salesforce job. So Anita, do you mind like, you know, let us let us know what are they missing out on if they don't go back to series one? I mean, everything from like, if you don't even know what Salesforce is, go back and listen to series one. If you want a step-by-step guide on how to pivot into this career, if you're coming from a non-tech background, we go over branding, interviewing, the whole process, introducing you to Trailhead where you can study. And we've also brought on some guests who came from a non-tech background and made the pivot and completely changed their lives. 
Yeah. Now that you're like refreshing my memory, it's just amazing. I think all that we covered and even having like Justin Ducks on to talk about interview tips and Alex Warnicky talking about certifications and the the best way to structure yourself and, you know, professional branding and all these different topics. You know, if you go back and listen to series one, I truly believe that you will be in a position where you could go from never having heard of Salesforce and listen to episodes one through eight. And hopefully you'll want to continue through 15 from there, but especially one through eight is just nailing down exactly what you need to do to land a Salesforce job. So uh, if we did our job, that's what series one is going to cover for you. And I'm sure all of our current listeners are thinking like, okay, cool, Brad, Anita, we know what happened in series one. We listened to it. And then while you guys took a two month vacation, we listened to it again. So what's happening in series two? And let's go ahead and jump into that. So we took some time uh, to really think this through and get a lot of feedback from the listeners. And what we came up with is quite a bit. So to understand the this transformation, we realized that people are coming from a ton of different backgrounds. Like we have people coming from school teachers or from the military or healthcare workers or car mechanics or just everything you can imagine. And we realized we needed to help people who have not made that transition understand how others have done it. And these are, you know, really important topics. So we focused in a lot of what we're going to be talking about is those transition stories and bringing guests on to talk about, you know, how to transition from backgrounds that may seemingly be non-technical, completely non-technical. And that's probably where a lot of listeners are who haven't landed their first Salesforce job. They're thinking, I'm not technical. I don't have the right degrees. I don't have the right background experience. There's no way I can become a Salesforce professional. So just to name a few of the topics and the sort of transition stories we're going to come from, we're talking about stay-at-home parents, healthcare workers, you know, military and military veterans. There's so many different backgrounds you can come from. So I'm, I'm excited to cover those. And, and they're really important topics. I mean, we've seen a ton of transitions, but I guess what, what do you think, Anita? Like, how are we going to cover this? Because we literally haven't recorded these episodes yet. So like, how do you see this, you know, fleshing itself out as we, you know, have these guests on and cover these topics? We have such like a good, I don't know, sample size, just a good group of people that have come from a lot of like similar backgrounds. We even had a lot of blue collar, like people coming from that industry. But what was surprising to me is the stay at home parent. I was a little wary when we first got like our very first stay at home parent. I wasn't really sure if it was going to work because this particular person had had a really long working gap. Like one, how do you even like post on your resume or on LinkedIn that you have? I don't know. It was like, I'm guessing like five or seven years gap of like not working. But as we went through it, like the person landed the job and I was like, oh, they got really lucky. But then it happened again for other stay at home parents who like joined Talent Stacker. And again and again, they were able to pivot into a Salesforce career, even with a large gap. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, like you're touching on now, it's those those stories. Like once you see them unfold, it's it's even for us as like the coaches and the people who are supposed to be guiding new individuals in the Salesforce space to how they can land a job. But especially like you mentioned early on, like you see somebody come in and you go, Salesforce is for everyone and everyone can do this. But when you're starting absolutely fresh, sometimes it can feel like, well, how? Like, how do we go from where we are today to getting there? And I think a lot of times the hurdle is not as 
high as we think it is or as high as we want it to be. And then we realize, I mean, I'm sure all the stay-at-home parents out there know they're they're sitting there going like, I do have skills. I just don't know how to highlight them or showcase them or make sure people understand them because, you know, I only have one kid and I think she's pretty good. I guess most parents probably think their kids are good, but, you know, I think I've got it pretty easy. I think my wife is a great mom and a great partner. So she bears a lot of the burden. You know, we have single parents that have gone through this with multiple children. And I can only imagine the level of just what a challenge that would be to transition careers, much less transitioning from having a career gap. But it comes together once you realize all the soft skills that come with being a parent, the patience, the ability to communicate, the ability to, you know, have everything you thought was going to happen today shift immediately. And now you're doing totally different things and priorities have shifted and somebody's sick as soon as you wake up. And and just being able to operate in an environment like that, it makes working at a business seem easy. It's like, wow, we're just all adults and we're healthy and we're relatively reasonable. That's pretty easy to operate in once you've once you've been a parent for a while. So I think sometimes we see it on the surface and it's like, oh, there's no transitional skills. You can't do this. You're stay-at-home parent, or you're a blue-collar worker in a manufacturing facility, or you're a healthcare worker, you're a nurse, you know, going in to like, you know, bedside and and helping these individuals or like Carly from episode 11, traveling to patients' homes and things like that. And you think, where are the, where are the skills that make me a Salesforce professional? And they are everywhere. So you brought up Carly, which which reminds me of something I wanted to bring up. Like I was really shocked and surprised at how many healthcare workers pivoted into Salesforce. Like, I mean, nurses and doctors, like I was shocked. I was like, wait, don't you guys already make a lot of money? Why are you pivoting into tech? That was probably one of the most shocking things. And it was so many, it's not just a handful, like a large percentage of talent stacker members come from healthcare. Yeah, I, I think healthcare is a huge one. And obviously, for those who are inside the Salesforce world, they know that, you know, health cloud is a big industry specific offering that Salesforce has. And these consultancies get paid a lot of money to help companies with, you know, health cloud. And it's really great when you can take a person. And so it all starts to make sense. And we're going to cover all this and throughout the series, but it starts to make sense once you hear some of the transition stories and once you hear it from, the individuals who went through those transitions, you start to go, you know, this makes sense. This actually makes sense how this happens. So you take a consulting company that's focused on helping hospital systems use Salesforce to streamline their businesses. And then you take someone who used to be a doctor or a nurse or anything in between. And now you don't have to teach them when they talk to a client who works at a hospital and they're trying to help them with Salesforce, you no longer have to teach them, you know, healthcare lingo. And a process that they've never heard of before and they don't understand it at all. They already understand how the hospital system works in a lot of ways. So all you have to do is teach them Salesforce, where if you're hiring you know, someone else, you might have to teach them healthcare processes and how hospital systems work plus Salesforce. So you have half of the information to teach them. The transition makes perfect sense. And we see that alignment with things like healthcare, nonprofit backgrounds. There are a lot of companies in manufacturing and logistics that use Salesforce. We see that coming with financial services, so people from like accounting or finance backgrounds. And so once you see it unfolding, it's really obvious that you have a ton of great soft skills, but you also have the very technical understanding of how these things work. And it it turns out you just know more than you thought you knew once you realize how to highlight it. And that's what we're going to be talking about throughout the series. 
Another one that stands out to me are educators. Like we look at K through 12 or even, you know, like school administration or higher education administration and professors. And we think like that's education. That's not technology. There's no way you can do this. But I recall we've had a lot of, a lot of teachers recently. I mean, is, is that fair? I, th- I think we've had probably about as many teachers as we have healthcare workers. Do you think? Yeah, that's about right. Like education and healthcare are the two big ones I've seen. And yeah, the the salary is a big increase for at least education wise. But I think the biggest win for everyone who has pivoted from those careers is the work-life balance. Just both education and in healthcare, everyone has been burnt out working extra hours, just completely over it. And then they get to switch into this cool tech career where they can work from home and kind of choose their own hours if the place they end up working at lets them, but just complete flip side, get to make more money and you get to live your life the way you want to. Yeah, you're right. It's all those things aligning at the same time. And I I think you pointed out a lot of the, you know, those very positive points, especially with the two you mentioned, especially like K through 12 and healthcare, a lot of times, especially if they're working directly with students or directly with, you know, patients, there's almost like this, it's not almost, there's a very real psychological decision of, you feel like you might be leaving them behind. Like those patients need me, but I'm leaving, or those students need me, but I'm leaving because anyone who works in K through 12, especially knows, yeah, you're a teacher and you're teaching a topic so they can pass a test and this and that, but you're, I mean, you spend probably I would say more than 50% of your time, you know, counseling and being there with students and giving them a role model and somebody they can rely on day in, day out, Monday through Friday for an environment that's actually, you know, safe for them to be in because you never know what's going on at home with a lot of these kids. And when you have a classroom with, you know, 25 to 30 students in it, which seems unbelievable to me, but you got 25 to 30 kids in a, in a hospital, or sorry, hopefully not in a hospital, in a, in a school. And you've got, you know, I don't know how many patients that nurses are seeing every single day that rely on them to help them feel comfortable in an uncomfortable situation. But that transition, I think that's what makes Salesforce so amazing. You know, inside of Talent Stacker, we have education and inside of the Salesforce ecosystem, we have education specific groups for educators who are transitioning into Salesforce. And we have healthcare specific groups for healthcare workers who are transitioning into Salesforce, just to name a couple. And I think being part of that community and being able to talk to other people who are going through or have gone through a similar situation is just so empowering to help get you over some of those, yeah, mental hurdles, but then also the very technical hurdles of going from where you are to this new career. So for so many reasons, I think that transitioning from anything into Salesforce is that much easier because it's so communal. Have there been any career pivots that you were surprised or that you were like unsure? I was like, oh, I don't know if my program's going to work for this. Then it turned out it did work. You know, it's interesting. I think early on, yes, there was definitely some of that when we were in our first maybe three to six months as a program. There were some that came in. And, you know, always when we're talking to a potential customer, we try to set reasonable expectations and understand, like, do we really think this will work for them? And we try to be transparent if the answer is no, which is that would be unusual. It would be if your expectations are off. I want to work 10 hours a week, but get paid full time and work from home. And I don't want to have to take a pay cut because I want to make 100000 at my first job. It's like, you know, I don't think we can provide that for you, a 10 hour a week job where you make $100,000 entry level. Like this is not the right fit. 
and I was up for the challenge, but of course I was a little nervous, right? Like we wanted to drive success. But then I think we've seen so many stories now of people who have come from a seemingly unrelated background and then transitioned in that I have no question that anyone from any background can transition in. I don't think it's if they can, I think it's if they're ready to. I mean, I think one of our original stories that still sticks with me, I still talk to this member. He was a truck driver for his whole career. And just recently, I'm looking at his LinkedIn. He's already like, a, he just got promoted to a senior level consulting position, which is crazy because I think he just joined Talent Sacker. Was it a year ago, maybe? Yeah, it had to be about a year ago. Yeah, it, it happened so fast and that he was a he's already able to climb the ranks to a senior level and like he is thriving and like to think so many years spent just driving on the roads and then now he's actually doing salesforce solutions for big companies it, it's really incredible yeah and and so i i remember that one and he was actually went from military to prison guard from prison guard to truck driver and i think if you're looking at it like stereotypically you say Oh, well, that's not a person who's going to do technology. I mean, I think he was truck driving for over 10 years, maybe 15 years. It just seems like that's it. Like you're done. Like you have decided what you're going to do in life and there's no changing your mind now. You're so ingrained in it. There's no changing your mind. And it's just not true. And I remember making the realization that I would have consultancies who hire our members. They would say, Brad, have you noticed any patterns in the people that are successful? Have you noticed any patterns in the type of person that's successful? And I said, the one piece of advice I would give you for trying to select individuals is to not base their ability of what they're going to do in the future based on what they've done in the past. And I think we as the potential employees, as the candidates, need to do ourselves that service as well. We need to say, what I'm going to do tomorrow has absolutely nothing to do with what I did yesterday. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. I can do whatever. And I think people who make this transition, like I just think about all of our members who think, is this possible? Is that a reality? It sounds like it's way too good to be true. And then they accomplish it and they do it. I just think like, how empowering does that have to be to know I can do anything now? Like I can pivot in five years or 10 years or 15 years. If I decide I don't want to do this anymore, I now know that I have the ability to completely transform into something new if I want to. Yeah. So I think, I mean, everything we've been talking about for the last few minutes, I think just really highlights that, you know, back to really the the name of the show, like Salesforce is for everyone, you know, stay at home parents, healthcare workers, military, active military veterans, military spouses. I mean, I think just military families in general, we have seen amazing transitions, but even, you know, young adults, like high school students, you know, we had a guest on episode 10, I believe it was, uh, we had someone who opted out of high school and got a GED and is absolutely an incredible professional because again, all these things from the past don't dictate your ability. And it's not about what degree you have or what diploma you have or anything else. It's just about your ability to dive in and learn a new topic. And we'll be harping on, you know, making sure those high school students and college students and young adults understand the opportunity and possibility that is right in front of them. We're also going to move in, spend an episode on educators and blue collar workers. So if any of that sounds interesting to you or someone you know you know or you have around you, which I imagine one of those topics has to, make sure you stay tuned, subscribe, and be ready for those episodes because I think they're going to have a major impact. And let's not forget the couples. 
We have so many amazing Salesforce couples. Usually like one person joins and then the other sees how well they're doing and they end up joining too. We've had a few of those. And actually, I think we're starting to get families too. I've seen a couple posts recently of um, people trying to get their kids into Salesforce as well. Yeah, I've seen more and more of that. And and you're right. We, we've had, I think we've had a good maybe five couples that are alumni, right? Like both parents in the household transitioned into being, you know, Salesforce professionals. And, you know, we have households that have more than doubled the household income. Like that has to be so incredible. And I know uh, we, we had a couple up in Canada and Toronto and they thought, you know, I don't know if I'll ever be able to buy a home. And then because of Salesforce careers for both of them, it's a reality now. And I, I just think that's such a, a massive pivot. So we're seeing that across the board. And to your point, you know, families, I know, I don't think they would mind me using their name, but the uh, Amos family, I know their dad, Robert Amos was or is a military veteran and he's a Salesforce professional. Now their son, Patrick is a Salesforce professional right out of high school. I think he was uh, 17 years old when he started his first Salesforce job. They've got their brother involved, their sister. I know their mom just got certified. Like the entire family is realizing like this makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. So yeah, I think we're going to see more and more of those couples and sort of family. I know who you're talking about. I just saw them post a picture. They all wore a Salesforce Trailblazer hoodie to Disney, which was pretty incredible. I love that. I love that families are getting involved and couples are getting involved. I can't wait to be able to see like a couple that like really leverages their new career to be able to like work as a digital nomad and just travel the world. That is going to be so amazing to watch one of these couples grow into something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw that picture too. And I I think I commented with like a warning where I was like, be careful wearing your Salesforce stuff out in public because you might drum up an hour long impromptu conversation with someone like me who just wants to talk about Salesforce related stuff. So if I know you're a Salesforce person, chances are I'm going to be like, hey, nice shirt. Want to want me to ruin your vacation for you real quick? So yeah, so I think the couples, the families, all that fun stuff, those are incredible transitions. And I'm really excited for one, I think we're going to call it, we'll see what we call it, the where are they now? And I'm excited for this because I love that we talk about all of the possibility, like especially in series one, we're talking about, you know, how to transition into a Salesforce career from whatever you're doing today and exactly how you do that step by step. And then we keep reiterating that this is just the beginning. The $72,000 average entry level salary is just the start. Like you're going to be making six figures before you know it. And it's one thing to talk about, like the what ifs, like this is going to be so cool and the data shows this and that. But when we see it in reality, it's so exciting. And so the where are they now episode, we're going to talk to some individuals about how they went in the first 12 to 18 months from that entry level, you know, $65,000, $75,000 salary to now making six figures. And they did it in a variety of ways. And I think a lot of people think, oh, you have to job hop to get a six-figure salary in your first year. And while that may be common, it's not absolutely true. So we're talking about, you know, I think job hopping is a strategy to do that, but then also upskilling and becoming more valuable and getting promotions and just a variety of ways that you can get to a six-figure income in less than two years. We've seen people do this consistently in under 18 months. And that still blows my mind. Like the fact that entry-level salaries are 70K blows my mind. And then the fact that you can have 12 to 18 months experience and make $100,000 is 
is just unreal. But I guess you're pretty familiar with that that uh, <laughs> particular concept, Ania. Yes, I was very fortunate and was one of the people who was able to land a six-figure job in my first year. But I was going to say how times have changed from when you first got into Salesforce. I remember watching your YouTube video, Retire in 12 Years or Less, and you showing at what year, like how much money you're going to make and like just comparing to what it is now, just completely different. It's so much faster now compared to just a couple of years ago. It's really surprising the salaries keep going up and there's still so many jobs out there for everyone. Just really exciting to watch all this unfold in real time. Yeah, like rapidly. It's rapidly changing. You're, you're right. And it's only getting better, which is, again, unbelievable. So, uh, you know, we're going to cover that and we're going to move into also talking about some topics that I think are important in the current climate of the world. And one of those is that we are officially, <laughs> whether, whether you agree or not, we are by textbook definition officially in a recession. And that I think brings up a lot of question marks and, and honestly, a lot of fears and uncertainties for people. And even though their industry may not be impacted. And even though their job may or may not be impacted, they still hear about it and they think about it and they wonder like, will that impact me? So we've decided to dedicate an episode to why Salesforce careers are about as close to recession proof as you can find. And we'll really deep dive in on that and you know, talking about how it's not industry specific and that sort of protects you from typically in a recession. Uh, you see some specific industries get hit really hard, and then you see some other industries that actually continue to expand and grow. And for that reason, and many others that we'll discuss, you know, Salesforce careers are a pretty safe bet. And I don't want to share any names on this one because I'm not sure that she's ready for this to be shared yet. But do you know who I'm talking about? Who uh, I think she was part of a company shutdown and sort of how that story went down. Does that ring any bells to you? Yes, she turned those lemons into a lemonade type story. I cannot wait to share the story if we get permission. But yeah, amazing. Like a really, really crazy situation to happen during these times. I mean, it's scary, but it turned out for the best. Yeah, I mean, and, and long story short, without sharing too much information, like was part of a, you know, effectively a mass layoff. And because of the tightness of the Salesforce community, within two weeks, had over five interviews, multiple offers, and increased her income by over 30%, like just like that, and switched to a different industry. And that's why this is like so amazing. So I'm really excited to talk about sort of how Salesforce careers can make you so much more valuable and I, I think like versatile through different, you know, economic times. Cause we could even go through an economic expansion. And see certain industries not doing as well or not moving forward as fast as others. And I think you should always be in a position to pivot industries or just have more freedom and more opportunity. And I, I think that's a lot of what these careers offer. So in one of our episodes this season, we're going to bring on a special guest that was able to pivot into a Salesforce career without paying a dime. They use all the free resources out there, and there are a ton. There are also a lot of really great paid resources, but we understand that everyone can afford that. So that's part of the reason why we actually created this podcast. But in that episode, we'll go into detail of what this person used and how they were able to land that first Salesforce job. Yeah. And I think I think our final episode, we'll see as this sort of works itself out. But 
We're also going to have some employers come on and tell us what makes that prized, amazing entry-level candidate that really separates themselves from the pack. So yeah, free resources, employers coming on to talk to you, you know, directly from them. What is it that they're looking for? So if you haven't noticed already, series two is going to be, in my opinion, just like an incredible variety, but like really impactful content that I think is going to help a lot of people understand that they really can do this and Salesforce really is for everyone. And then series one is really knocking down the nuts and bolts of exactly how to make this happen. Once you realize I'm ready, I can do this. So we hope you are as excited as we are. It's going to be an absolutely incredible journey for you know about the next four months. So I hope you're ready to, to do that with us. And we really want to lean on all of you to be the listeners, that is, all of you guys that are listening to this right now, to be more involved this season. Because if you remember, in the last series, we talked about, uh, we, we had our Q&A episodes. I believe we had three Q&A episodes to finish off the series. And the reason we had that is because you all were submitting questions on Facebook and LinkedIn and through the reviews. And we were getting incredible ideas, incredible questions. And we knew we had to put some episodes together specifically to talk to you, um, to talk directly to you, to answer those questions and highlight those ideas. So this season, we're going to do things a little bit different. Instead of saving it for the end, we are going to make sure to do a Q&A episode every single month. So as you submit your reviews, go ahead and do those right away, like post in the Salesforce for Everyone Facebook group, at Mention Talent Stacker on LinkedIn make sure that you're having your voice heard and write those written reviews on whichever podcast platform you're listening on. And we will check those out and we will make sure to incorporate your questions and ideas into the podcast. And we're doing something special this season to even add on to that. And we are going to let you submit questions and ideas and feedback via voicemails. So just head over to talentstacker.com forward slash voicemail and you can submit an audio version of your questions, and we'll make sure to get those answered for you also. All right. And speaking of free resources, if you're ready to go ahead and get started, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash start and sign up for the free five-day challenge. All right. And I guess that wraps up today's episode. Thank you, everyone, again, for listening and being such a great support for us. We really, really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. To get started for free on your own Salesforce career, go to talentstacker.com forward slash start or check the show notes. There you'll find all the resources you need to start earning 60 to 80,000 in as little as eight months, no matter your education or career background. The Salesforce for Everyone podcast was produced by Edmund T and engineered by Andrew Mendonca. If you like what we do at this Scrappy Can Do podcast, please help others find us by leaving a five-star rating and a great review on whichever platform you're listening to us right now. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> I think that was a good. Was that good? Perfect. I can't really judge the delays and stuff, but I think one of those probably overlapped. I think that was perfect. And shout out kudos to Alex. 